Hello everyone, welcome to my show, Career Startup Leadership Podcast, a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian entrepreneurs, leaders, C-suite executives, innovators, and allies who provide candid insights from their personal journey to inspire you. And this is your host, Priyanka Komla, joining you on our 86th episode of Career Startup Leadership Podcast. Well, you know the deal. If you are interested in listening to our episodes, do follow me, Priyanka Komla, and our Career Startup Leadership Podcast page on LinkedIn to receive your LinkedIn live notifications. If you're watching this on YouTube, do hit the subscribe and the like button so you can continue to let us know how this podcast is inspiring you to be a better version of yourself. Now, in this episode, I have a very, very interesting guest who's joining us from Seattle on the West Coast of United States. And the story my guest is gonna share is something that's very close to my heart. So let me quickly unveil who my special guest is. We have Sanath Ramesh. Hi, Sanath. Welcome to the show. Hey, Priyanka. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's it's a pleasure. I've been watching a lot of your shows, and um, it's amazing what you do. Thank you so much, Sanath. And I was talking to Sanath about how this episode is something very different from the rest of the episodes that I usually do, because the main highlight for this podcast is to provide insights not just on your career journey, but also bring in some unique stories, stories of hope, determination, and grit. And here I have a parent. Yes, Sanat is a rare deceased parent fighting to save his kid, Raghav. So I'm so amazed by the story of Sanat and his spouse, Ramya. So let me tell you a little bit more about what the story entails. Well, Sanat, he builds software in the day and fights for cures in the nights, weekends. Their little son, Raghav, was born with an ultra rare disease that has no treatments. He's knocked every door, spoken to 100 plus researchers, biotech professionals, in the hopes of finding a treatment for his son. And today on this very special episode that's super close to my heart, I'm gonna bring, bring to you the story of Raghav. Raghav is a story of hope, not just for himself, but for the millions of kids out there. Sanat, I'm super honored that you've taken the time. I know how precious it is to spend it with Raghav and Ramya, but thank you for taking the time to be on our show. The pleasure is mine. He's sleep Raghav's sleeping now anyway, so this is my only quiet time I can do anything. Well, I'm glad we caught you at the right time during the day. So, Sanat, let me go back to a couple of years when Raghav was born back in August 2018. I know life must have been so perfect as first-time parents, uh, you know, which we all can understand. And you talked about how you were holding this chubby little boy in your hands. And then four hours after Raga was born, the news that you heard from the doctors was that Raga was different, but we don't know why. What was going at the back of your mind when you heard that, especially as a, a first-time dad? Um you you were right because our life was was incredibly perfect and in the nine months uh the 10 months leading up to the um to to, to raghav's birth was one of the best times we've had in our in our lives uh we were just talking about that last night on on how perfect it was um you know ramia did not get sick um as as much during the pregnancy and, and she just had a breeze through it um we we actually traveled multiple places um we traveled to japan we traveled to dubai um, it was it was one of the best times that we had in our in our in our entire lives actually, um, and on the day when Raga was born, um, there were there, there were a lot of surprises already. Um, you know, we went in for um, just a regular checkup, and the doctor said, "No, we need to get him out right now." 
Um, and as soon as Raga was born, he he was just perfect. He was staring at us. Um, I, I don't remember this, but I, I'm looking at the pictures now and I can see that he's actually staring at us. And we've gotten so in tune with Raghav these days that I can... Oh yeah, he's super charming. Um, we've gotten so in tune with Raghav these days that I could tell you what's going on in his mind uh, while I look at those pictures on the day he was born. He was just staring at us looking perfect. Um, and we didn't know what was going on for a really long time because um, the he wouldn't he wouldn't uh, eat, eat anything by mouth um, after birth. And, and the doctors kept doing some tests on him just to make sure his sugar levels were intact. And um, a few hours later, um, the doctor came and told us that um, we have to take him to the NICU. So NICU is the short form for neonatal intensive care unit. And just hearing that already freaked us out. And she also said, you know, I've done my initial assessment. I don't really know why he is behaving the way he is. Um, he cannot move his hands. He cannot move his legs. He doesn't kick or anything. He's just staring in one place um, and he's not eating anything by mouth. His head is smaller and he, he generally looks just like a vegetable on the hospital bed. Putting all of this together, she said, Raghav looks different and we don't know what's wrong with him. Ramya and I were just looking at each other and we were we were thinking to ourselves, this is this cannot be possible, right? This is this is first of all, this could be just the, the shock of his birth. This could be just um, you know, something that happened um during during the birth process or when he was carried from from the OR to the room. This could be something simple. Uh, what, what? How bad can this be? And so we we let the doctor take him uh, take 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 him to the NICU. Um, and in about a couple of hours, um, they brought us to the NICU. And he was he was laying down there with a, a lot of wires on his body. He was already intubated, um, meaning there was a there was a tube down his nose, um, so he could be fed uh, to his mouth directly through a machine. And, and they started working with him um, as though he had something wrong. And, and that's the first time it hit, hit, that it hit us that, that either something is definitely wrong with Raghav or this medical system is crude. And just being a, a defensive parent, and, and at that point we are just eight hours young uh, as a parent, and just being a defensive parent, we said, no, the medical system is crude. You guys are not, um, you know, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And that is the attitude that we carried on for 10 months, for a really, really, really long time, until Raghav proved to us that we were wrong. And he continues to prove to us every single day that we are wrong about his assessment, about his abilities, in both the positive and the negative side. And there are times where he has amazed us with skills that we never thought he could have. And then there are times where he is, He's told us, told us that he he has certain he does not have certain skills, and he probably will not have those skills, um, even though we expect him expect him to. So, what are some things that Raghav does that has surprised you? Yeah, so a lot of those. Um, he's cognitively sharp and very, very, very smart. Um, he was born without the ability to hear. Um, or, or so, were, so were we told, because he could not respond to sound just the way uh, every kid would do. But then he would occasionally wake up because there was a lawnmower outside, or because there was a truck, um, uh, fire truck outside, and it was it was loud. 
And so we were just noticing these snippets overall, and eventually we concluded that he does need some intervention. So we got him a cochlear implant. Um, and we had zero hopes for the cochlear implant because, first of all, he has this ultra-rare complex medical condition, and he's, he's told us over time and again not to expect anything from him. And so we didn't have any expectation. So we turned on the cochlear implant on the first day when uh, we went to the appointment, and as expected, he didn't do any reaction. He did not have any reaction to the sound. And a few weeks, a few days later, um, I was testing this other microphone that comes up with an attachment from a, from a cochlear implant, which is just an imp like a microphone you put on a pocket. And I was testing it. I was just say, I was just calling Raghav, and I was standing way way behind him because I was just testing the microphone. And suddenly he started smiling. And Ramya was like, you know, Raghav is smiling for some reason. I'm not doing anything and sitting in front of him. And it turned out that he was able to hear me through the cochlear implant and for the very first time recognize all of our voices and start smiling. And what was even more surprising was he already knew his name. He already knew a lot of the songs that we were singing for him through the last year or the last couple of years. And so he had been hearing all along. He just didn't have a consistent access to hearing. And so that is the the the, the new thing for us is, is he's actually hearing a lot. Um, and now he's starting to vocalize um, as well. He, he still doesn't have the motor control to be able to say a word, but but he has uh, he has a lot of different sounds that he makes and, and using those sounds, he communicates to us. So that's one of the biggest surprises that we had in the recent times. That's so impressive. I'm proud of Raghav. He's amazing. He always makes us proud all the time. You know, that's very true. And, you know, that really opens up our eyes in terms of looking at kids in a traditional way and setting expectations versus looking at what their abilities are and enjoying those little moments. I know the big break for Raghav came close to his first birthday where he was diagnosed with this ultra rare genetic condition. And I understand it's caused by mutation in a gene called GPX4. And there are only a couple of babies who have been reported with this genetic condition. Can you tell us a little bit more about what GPX4 stands for? What exactly is this medical condition? Sure. Um, so GPX4 stands for glutathione peroxidase 4. Um, it's, it, the name really doesn't matter to us, uh, but, 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 the, but the gist of it is that all of us carry uh, several thousands of genes in our body and, and the genes are pretty much like a, like a switch in a switchboard, right? They dictate what parts of your body work uh, when you turn it on, when you turn it off, and how much. Um, and Raghav's gene, GPX4, carries a specific mutation. And a mutation is just a character in a gene that was misspelled. Um, and both Ramya and I have half of the characters misspelled, and Raghav put together had a full character misspelled, which causes... Um, the protein to be produced, which is which is the the technical term to say the the gene is not functioning, uh, the protein was misfunctioning, um, and so that's causing all of its challenges. Um, the disease it's it's called spondylometaphyseal dysplasia, Sedagatian type. If you ever care to say that, you could practice it multiple times, like I did. And that's <laughs> SS, me... that's SSMD. That's, that's SSMD for short. Exactly. And, and and the funny thing is this is one of 200 different types of skeletal dysplasias and skeletal abnormalities. But then he actually has skeletal abnormalities and a lot of neurological abnormalities too. Um, so as I said before, he his body lacks the energy to be able to move his hands or legs. Um, and as a result, he cannot sit 
stand, walk, or talk, eat anything by mouth, but he can laugh. So he's you know, amazing at that. I know, as a parent, I, you know, it's so hard to even comprehend what you and Ramya must have been going through. What keeps you going, Sanat? I'm, you know, as you face this humongous challenge of what the future looks in terms of treatment, in terms of just making sure Raghav is able to live an independent, stable life where he enjoys his life to the fullest. So initially it was, um, as I said, initially it was it was our rejection of the medical system that kept us going. We said, you are wrong. Don't screw with our son. And so we kept, we kept going at it. Um, and then once we got the diagnosis, it's the fact that that someone told us that nothing can be done about it kept us going um, because you know we have so many advances in 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 our times here we're talking about going to the mars and colonizing or or we are talking about you know um c- constructing uh, or having robots pluck strawberries and and this is a time where you know crispr exists um and we're talking about genetically modified babies so there should be something that that we we have to be able to do here um and so that exactly is what drove us in the initial stages after diagnosis, I would say. Um, in the last few months, um, our attitude has started maturing a little bit uh, to a point where it's not just Raghav that's suffering, um, it's millions of patients worldwide that are suffering with really, really rare and genetic diseases. And now I'm, I'm using two words here, which is rare and millions. That doesn't go together, right? But it's true because each one of these diseases have maybe 100 patients, 200 patients. But there are thousands of these diseases out there. Uh, and they estimate over 7,000 diseases affecting 400 million patients worldwide. And all of them are coming out because of genetic testing. And so there are so many patients suffering without having access to treatments. And so what keeps us going now is the hope that our work could push the boundaries into getting treatments for all of these kids. And obviously we are not doing anything that would um, that would directly bring treatments to other diseases because our focus is on Raghav, but then we are continuing to take what we've built for Raghav and identify a mechanism we could scale it out for a lot of other kids. Um, and I, I use some of the software work um, for that as well. Well, I love the grit and determination to help not just Raghav, but millions of other people out there. So we get one inch closer, you know, to find a treatment or some kind of remediation for that. With that being said, I have a quick comment from one of our live listeners. We have Parvati Raman Krishnan, who says, this is such a wonderful story. That smile of Raga will be etched in your journey to fight for a cure forever. Hey, Parvati. I know her. Good to, see, good to meet you. Um, always um, inspired by, by folks like Parvati, who actually has a connection with rare disease as well. Her um, her, her own um, daughter, I think, uh, had a rare disease and uh, it runs in their family too. So it's, it's, I think the word rare, I think in general is just misinterpreted because, you know, we, we turn around and we start looking and everybody has some form of rare disease. And, and suddenly you start to question, okay, is this even rare at this point? So... Right. Thank you so much, Parvati, for your continued support to Raghav and Sanat and his family as well. So, Sanat, 
there are only four kids living with this specific condition. Can you tell us a little bit more about what kind of a tribe or community you are forming with these parents? Because together we succeed, right? Absolutely. Um, there is actually, we, we think there are nine kids in the world with this disease, but I have only gotten in touch with four, actually five of them. Um, these these kids are pretty much like my other child that, that was not born to us. Um, we had, um, after Raga was diagnosed, actually the, the day we posted our story on Facebook, uh, another parent reached out to us saying, oh, their kid also has the same genetic mutation in the same gene. We became really close with this family um, and we were we were closely following this boy's story. And just four months after we knew him, he passed away. Ramya and I were just driving to an Ikea to buy a, to buy a closet for home. And we, we heard the story. We pulled over to the side of the freeway and both of us were just in shock. We just don't know what to say. First of all, how can how can kids of this young age die? Second, what's going to happen for Raghav? And these two questions kept going on, going on, going on in our head. And it's a question that Ramya and I still keep asking ourselves every single day um, because we, we we just honestly don't know nothing, anything about this disease. And and we don't know any any kids living older than ten years of age with this condition, and so we don't we don't know what's going to be the future of Raghav as well. And so we formed a very close um, knit community with with all these parents, and um, we know all these kids just like there are there are other kids. Um, but then we have a bigger community that we have formed with the with the entire rare disease ecosystem, um, and there is there is so many exceptional parents and um, and patients, um, older patients themselves that we are friends with. And what's fascinating is, you know, I would, I'd pick up a call, I'd talk with the, with the rare disease mom for the first time or rare disease dad for the first time, and it would feel like I've known them for ages. Um, we would be talking about how do you, go, how do you manage your hospital visits or, or, or how do you manage your talk conversations with the researchers? And, you know, you would expect that, that a conversation with a stranger would feel very awkward for an hour, but then an hour is not sufficient to have conversations with rare disease parents. Um, it's it's that bond that instantly bridges all together, and you know we pretty much feel like we are from the, we were born in the same country, we were raised by in the same culture, and and suddenly here we are just separated our, around the world, but we all feel like the same tribe, and so that's the tribe that I think keeps us going all the time is, you know, is that, this rare disease tribe. That's so beautiful to know where. Right? you feel there's a support system that exists where people understand without a lot of explanation about what you are going through as a parent and some of those uncertainty about the future, you know, how things are going to shape up and how prepared we need to be to help our kids lead better lives. Uh, you know, that's, that's very challenging. But I know that you have a plan as you're working with, you know, researchers and going to these rare disease conferences. So tell us where we stand in terms of Finding a cure for Raghav, what are your, some of your next steps as you talk with the best of the best in the world to find a cure for him? Yeah, so we, we had raised a, a lot of money um, uh, originally when Raghav got diagnosed. Um, and we invested all of that into research, um, into really understanding what's causing this disease, how is this gene working, and so on. Uh, and we've also built a lot of foundational tools that are necessary to, to be able to develop more treatments. Um, we also identified a couple of drugs that would work for Raghav. 
uh, and got him started on one of them. Um, at this point, uh, we are at a point where we need more, we need to identify more drugs that could potentially help him, uh, because everything that we tried so far has has only given him a small inch closer to a real treatment, but then it hasn't solved all of his challenges. So right now we have um, uh, we were we were fortunate to raise some more money during the December campaign. Uh, and we have gotten the activity started for a drug repurposing, um, which is combing through uh, all of the FDA-approved compounds um, and identifying one that would work for Raghav. Um, that's the first step. The second step is a long-term treatment for us, which would be a technology called gene replacement therapy. And the idea is pretty simple. You replace the faulty gene with a good one. Um, and the third track that we are also targeting is is positioning this disease in the light of all the other more common diseases, uh, because there's a lot of literature out there that's talking about how GPX4 could benefit someone that has a stroke or someone that has a heart attack. Um, and so we are also putting some efforts in that direction as well. Um, and all in all, um, we have an amazing team of researchers that are working with us. Um, I'm also in the, in the process of building um, um, a leadership team uh, to run this organization because I have hit hit my scale uh, and definitely between, between Ramya and I, we have definitely pushed our limits to the to the max. And at this point, Wikipedia has taught me enough about science that I have to go read the science books. So I think it's the time for us to go build uh, and have a hire another CSO um, and a director of research and so on. So we, we're trying to build a leadership team around this um, um, disease in this organization uh, with the hopes that we could actually impact a lot more lives than Raghav's. You know, that's really fascinating. As a parent, being the cheerleader and the champion, um, it's all the emotional trauma that we undergo, trying to go through this phase of acceptance and then figuring out an action plan. I'm quite sure that must have been a very emotional shift and an attitude shift in terms of figuring out the future for all of us. Yeah, so it does. It was, it was an emotional shift in the, in the beginning, but then um, soon it was sort of the the... The adrenaline rush of solving one of the toughest problems in the world that kicked in, and so the emotional emotional shift is actually happening now, a year later. That's very true. Well, tell us about how people can contribute as part of this uh, treatment and uh, where they can find more information as well. Yeah, absolutely. So curegpx4.org is our website. Um, you can learn all about Raghav's disease. Uh, the team that we have put together, the amazing work that we are doing on there. Um, and if you go to the donate button there, um, you can also contribute to our uh, to our research. All of the money directly goes into uh, into finding a treatment for Raghav and all of the kids affected with this disease. Um, the whole team is working um, on a volunteer basis and we, we, we plan to do so going forward as well. Uh, so every every money, every cent, every dollar goes towards treatment. Um, and we have a pretty lofty goal of being able to raise $3 million to fund a gene therapy treatment. Um, and along the way, we have invested a lot on short-term therapy options, including drug repurposing. And so we are well, um, we are we have a long way to go and every, every dollar would count if you can donate there. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And I wish you the very best in terms of, you know, you know, bringing a lot of best wishes, prayers and thoughts, as well as the right amount of financial support that will help a lot of kids lead better lives. So I'm curious, Sanat, as I'm hearing the story, 
what does it take for drug manufacturers or big research institutes to actually pay attention to some of these rare diseases? Stop using the word rare. Um, so, the, so here's here's the problem. Um, we have historically thought of health as a um, a, a, a a single entity uh, problem, which is uh, is your hand hurting? Oh, it must be your hand, right? Is your head hurting? It must be your head. Now, if your if your if your hand is hurting, um, you would you would put a, a bandage on your hand. But if your head hurts, you drink coffee, right? Why would you do that? And if you if you drink coffee, your head her head feels fine. Uh, you're actually filling something in your stomach, but your head is getting better. And so it's a multi-systemic problem. And and the awareness that this is a multi-systemic problem is sort of percolating in the industry now. And extrapolating from there, you could start thinking that someone who has a GPX4 mutation is going to have this condition, but solving this this kid's problem is going to affect kid conditions like Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or, or as I ta- talked about stroke or, or heart attack, right? And, and that is going to happen because the body is like a, is like a, is like a knitted, um, uh, it's, it's an interwoven knit. And so this understanding has to happen in the biology or in, in the drug development space for, for big pharma to, to pay attention to rare diseases. And I, I think it will happen. Science is always going to reveal its truths. We should just stop using the word rare. No, that's very true. And thanks for creating that awareness because a lot of our perceptions about these kinds of uh, conditions is, oh, it's a, it's a rare thing, but you know, people have to pay attention. And I, I understand your point of view. Now, tell us one of the biggest accomplishments you've had as part of this journey to cure Raghav. I've had a lot of big accomplishments, but I, I'd call out my biggest accomplishment was um, my conversation with um, with with Dr. Peter Marks, um, he is the head of the FDA, um, who's who's essentially approving the COVID vaccine. Um, I've never thought that I would I would meet and talk to people that are that are so distinguished like Dr. Marks, um, and it's it's so humbling when 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 people, you know, when when we talk to people in this ecosystem, uh, they don't talk about with their with their designations on, with their with their C-suite, you know, aura on, right? They talk about this parent to parent, and and that gives me the the confidence that humanity still exists, and and that we will end up solving uh, all of these rare diseases one day. So that's my biggest accomplishment. That's awesome, and I'm so glad you have a supportive ecosystem of people who believe in this and who are in this together to rally to help all these kids across the world. Now tell us this, success is a decision, which is an eye-catching slogan right behind you. How does it feel when you think of it every single day? Because every single move, you're helping Raghav and millions of kids out there. It feels awesome to be able to make a decision that would help. But then it also feels nerve-wracking because I don't know if I'm making the right decision. And so I always call upon a team of trusted advisors and, and friends and um, and and my my entire team to to help us make a decision because I think it's not only for Raghav that we are making this decision it's it could potentially have a huge ramification on the entire industry and the ecosystem and so it feels nerve wracking and at the same time really exciting adrenaline is is the word for it very true now I'm thinking from a caregiver standpoint so Sanat you and Ramya your spouse are you both the primary caregivers for Raghav. Yeah, so we are, uh, but we still have our uh, parents that come in from 
from India and take care of uh, Raghav every six months. And so um, right now, Ramya's parents are here and they'll go back home soon and my parents will be here. I, 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 I call this you know, going to the International Space Station because if you travel out to the space for too long and if you stay in the space station for more than six months, you're, you're supposed to get bad health uh, side effects. And so that's why we keep shuttling the parents around every six months. And just Ramya and I are the ones that are constantly around with Raghav. You know, that's very true. And the reason why I wanted to specifically ask about this is, you know, the pandemic has made us realize that women tend to burn out a lot more because we do a lot of, you know, more work at home. What is one thing that you would love to say to Ramya as she has been a strong supporter for you in this journey? continue staying strong. I, I don't think I can find anybody that's stronger than her. She manages um, so many different things and uh, continues to put up with me and put up with every everything that goes on with her life with a smile. And even, even the most devastating news only hits us for half hour. And then we go back to doing what we're doing. So stay strong. You know, and I want to say personally to Ramya, you're such a super awesome, I should say a wonder woman, uh, you know, because I can understand from an emotional standpoint as a new mom, you know, how how you are able to accept a lot of things in life with so much of grace and dignity and supporting each other as a family to rally through this and find and explore what it is that you can do for the future as well. So kudos to you, Ramya. And I want to do a special shout out to you. She's definitely listening. Thank you. So. Talk to us about the Raising Rare podcast, which is creating more awareness with a lot of other kids and their families as well. Yeah, we started the podcast because I, I really wanted a mechanism where we could share our life with others. Um, it felt like a very, very lonely journey in, in the beginning. And so this podcast was a, was a way for us to get connected with the rare disease ecosystem. Um, and along the way, we also decided that this is not just going to be an, a, another recorded show. This is going to be tracking our life as it happens every day, every month, every week. And so the podcast actually does not have a, a fixed agenda to it at all. It, it, it covers a bit of our journey every time we talk. And then now we've been bringing on uh, other guests who can offer their perspective on, on this journey as well. Um, and it's been uh, a rewarding experience altogether um, because I, 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 you know, we, we don't generally talk about our personal problems on the internet, right? But I decided to, and I decided to host this podcast and talk about it because um, that's the only way I could raise awareness to a lot of other people and give them the wise for those folks who are not able to share their journey. And through this, I've gotten connected and more, more connected to a lot of my friends and a lot of my family too. So it's been one of the most rewarding experiences in this entire journey for us. You know, that's very enthralling to hear. And I agree with your point of view that, you know, sometimes the resources that you have to share the story and story of others, not everybody has has the, has those resources or that kind of a mindset because you kind of are stuck in a rut trying to just go through that phase of denial and grief. And I'm so glad you're here to support other parents as well going through this journey. Absolutely. That's why we are here. And I, I think this is a very unique experience that you cannot really um, replicate or write in a book. Um, people have written in a book, but then you have to go through this experience and talking to others who have gone through this experience is always very therapeutic. That's very true. I know you work 
almost like 18 to 19 hours at, at your day job and then focus on research. How do you guys have downtime? Because I, I know this is, it's so hard to switch off and act as if nothing happened. What do you do for your own self-care? Because you need to be at, you need to be mentally and physically fit in order to cheerlead this journey. Absolutely. No, we, we, we go for walks. Um, we, we go for a coffee, coffee ride every now and then. Um, we take a couple of days of break and, you know, go stay at an Airbnb that's not too far from the house so we can come back if anything is an emergency. Um, and that's, that's a mechanism that we use to, you know, um, unwind and, you know, dislodge from the, the whole digital chaos that goes on in our life here. Uh, and so every month, every couple of months is, is what we, we take a break. And that's, that's our only mechanism where we can, we can recharge ourselves. Um, it is a crazy journey. So we, we are also looking to looking for ways we can cut down on our, on the scope of work that we actually do without reducing the scope of impact we have. And so it's another, a great way to learn the leadership skills we need to, 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 to bring on a team, to grow the team. And so we continue to make the impact without, without us doing all the work. You know, that's fabulous to hear. And I know Sanat and Ramya, you're a young couple and you must have had dreams and aspirations as a family. What does life look for you both personally as you are in this journey together? I have no clue. Take it a day at a time. Um, we have we have a lot of dreams. We want to take Raghav to Paris one day. Um, we have a lot of dreams to take him to the Grand Canyon one day. Um, but then, you know, as I, as I use the word, those are dreams. Um, and we've learned from this journey. If there's one thing we've learned from this journey, it's, it's the reality is very different from, from our dreams. So we will continue working towards it, but then we'll take a day at a time. You know, that's, that's something that each one of us have to do. I think this pandemic has really opened up our eyes to help us understand how precious life is and breaking out our, our silly thoughts and arguments and egos and fights over you know little things that don't matter when you look at a bigger scheme of life. Absolutely true. All right. So we have a fun rapid fire round for you. Are you ready for it? I will try. All right. So Sanath has promised that he's going to say more than one word because I told him it has to be only one word. All right, Sanath, uh, who's your role model? Raghav. What is one thing you would love to say to Raghav? Eat a lot. That's like the, the challenge for every parent, right? What does happiness mean to you, Sanat? Nothing. Um, I should elaborate there. Um, we, we've, we've, we've learned to not expect anything um, out of life and you know, it's. It, I don't. I, I. I'm not saying we are saints or anything like that. But you know, we've 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 taken. We've learned to take every day at a time, and so you know, happiness is is just everything that comes out of our life every day. Um, and you know, if if we have a downtime, we just go play with Raga for five minutes, and that's a lot of happiness that we can come back to and energize, get energized. So um, happiness does not mean anything. It everything is happy. And it's a state of mind. You know, you don't have to have something really to be happy is what everybody is unlocking as part of this pandemic journey. Exactly. How do you define success? I know it's a decision, but something beyond that that you would like to share? It's a journey. Um, there is, I always thought, okay, if I, if I get the, the best grades in school, 
that's success for me. And then once I got the best grades in school, someone said, no, 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 you got to get a highest paying job. Uh, and then once I got the highest paying job, I thought that was success to me. And then they said, no, no, you got to get married and then have kids. And now I had that. And then now am I successful or not? And with everything that we do with Raghav, um, we, we, take, we take a step forward and we take a step back. And it always happens all the time. So that does not mean we are not successful. So success to me is just a journey um, and, and there's no, there no end state to it. I can understand. What is one fun thing about Raghav that you would love to share with our listeners? Um, this is not going to be a word. So more than you a can word. Go for, you can go for a line. Um, so he, he giggles a lot. He giggles a lot. And so every night we, we read the good night book for him when, before he goes to sleep. The good night and moon? Yeah, there, there is a bunch of books and, and he's, he has one favorite book. Um, and Ramya has a different way of saying it every time. And so he, he, he gets surprised in, and he just laughs out a lot uh, for like 10 minutes before he goes to sleep. And so that's like, that's our, that's the best thing that we can end our day with is just a riot of laughter. You know, that's amazing. You know, a, a small smile, a cute little cuddle, you know, some kind of acknowledgement from your kid. Mm-hmm. I, I think that goes a long way in making our day one of the most beautiful moments. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We, we, we don't know what our life would be like if Raghav did not smile. Hey, and if Raghav is hearing this someday uh, when he watches this YouTube episode of, about him, uh, you know, Raghav, you're such a wonderful kid and you have amazing parents, Sanat and Ramya, who are, who are fighting every day to see what best they can provide to you. So you've made your parents proud and so do they. So um, yeah, I wanted to acknowledge that. What is your native language, Sanat? And one word to describe yourself in it? Uh, my native language is Tamil. Um, and one word. Oh my God. I keep thinking of all the English words now to translate it to my native language. Well, I can try to help you out if you want to say it in English. Let's see. Um, Mokai. Let me put it that way. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, how about the English translation for our. For our listeners, um, boring. <laughs> boring. <laughs> <laughs> it, boring in a fun way. So I, I understand what you're saying. That's like the the traditional lingo we have as college-going students back in Chennai. So I can relate to that part of it. Exactly. Well, this was such a heartfelt episode with you, Sanat, and I love the energy and the smile that you bring amidst all the different, you know, questions and concerns that you have running at the back of your mind, which I can imagine. What is one thing you would like to retrade as part of helping Raghav find a cure? Yeah, so I, w- I would say that for, for the listeners that are that are interested in being a part of our journey, um, donating is a fantastic way uh, that you could immediately help us. In. And obviously the link is here. Um, you could also go to curegpx4.org and then click the, click the donate button and help us there. Um, another thing, another way you could help us is, is spreading the awareness of, of diseases like these that are that are so rare that they don't have names, um, but then they're affecting millions and millions and millions of kids and adults around the world. Um, and so if, if we can do a little part in our, in our lives is, is just spreading the awareness. So please share um, a- anything from our, from our website, from our podcast, or anything that you would find online about rare diseases as well. So, um, that's 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 how you could you could help us um, and the whole ecosystem as well. Well, thank you, and that's one of the main reasons I wanted to bring Sanat onto the show because I followed their journey to cure Raghav, and 
I've been impressed with their determination to find, you know, what the possibilities look like. And, uh, you know, we all talk about our, our career successes, the materialistic, materialistic possessions, as Sanat rightly pointed out. But behind the scenes, we are all human. At the end of the day, we want to have a loving, caring family and kids around us who make our life fulfilling, right? Because that's what we crave for at the end of the day. And I wish you the very best, Sanat and Ramya, as you're watching this episode. Uh, you know, you guys are amazing parents, and we are here to support you as part of the Asian community by spreading awareness, by by contributing as much as we can to ensure that you know, this kind of a condition gets the spotlight that it deserves because awareness is very key. Do you have any final parting thoughts, Sanat, before we wrap up this episode? Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me here. And and thank you so much for generally, you know, bringing up all of our voices into the mainstream um, through your through your Curry Up Startup podcast and, and all of the other work that you do as well. Um, because honestly, you know, these are the voices that uh, would not be heard otherwise, um, would not be in the history books otherwise in, in today, by today's standard history books is used YouTube. Um, and so I, I really thank you for doing all of that and also having me on this, on this podcast. I'm really excited and looking forward to the lineup of speakers that you have for 2021. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sanat. And to our listeners out there who are willing to connect with Sanat, feel free to reach out to him directly or, you know, ping me and I'm happy to connect you with Sanat so you can learn more about how you can support him or try to understand how to support him as a parent as well. So there are several ways in which, you know, this could be a, a very wonderful discussion to meet with, you know, a, an amazing person like Sanat for the, for the time that I've started getting to know him. Thank you so much, Sanat. It's been an amazing pleasure for me. And I wish you all the very best, and we're here to support you as part of the journey going forward to Cure Raghav. Thank you. This is really exciting. Awesome. And to our listeners out there, uh, that was Sanat Ramesh, Rare Disease Fighting Parent, on our 86th episode of Career Startup Leadership Podcast. This has definitely been a story of hope, story of determination, and I would love to continue spotlighting these kinds of amazing stories where we can really create an impact as part of a community. So if you're watching this on LinkedIn, uh, you know, continue following me, Priyanka Komla, and our Career Startup Leadership Podcast page. And if you're watching this on YouTube, do give us a subscribe and a like as well. And tomorrow we have another interesting guest. Uh, if you're interested in being how, if you're interested in figuring out how to transition from being an engineer to a venture capitalist, we have uh, Shruti Van Dyke Gandhi who's going to join us tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern. So stay tuned to our episodes and our channels to get that notification when we go live. This is Priyanka Komla signing off from Career Startup Leadership Podcast, a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian leaders, entrepreneurs, innovators, and amazing cheerleaders like Sanat, so we can be inspired by their candid journey. And if you're hearing this on a podcast streaming platform, do give us a like and a subscribe. Until tomorrow, this is Priyanka signing off. Mm -hmm.